Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sentinel Online. Now loading the GeekCast radio network of podcasts. Tune in next week for a much better episode. For now, though, courage. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike TFG1 Blanchard, and this is the ToyCast one-year anniversary episode. Uh, June 10th, 2009 is when we launched ToyCast, so it's been a year. We've had 60-plus episodes. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I, I mentioned in the episode, uh, I'm just kind of recording this intro just to, you know, give you guys a little intro here. Um, joining me will be Michael Wilson, PR, General Techno, and the goddamn Proto-Man. Um, want to thank everybody who's supported ToyCast and the rest of the GeekCast radio network shows. Um, it's kind of funny that I, I never really thought ToyCast would reach a one-year mark or even, hell, even 60 episodes. Uh, as most everyone knows, the original plan was one episode per month, um, and that didn't really happen. We usually do one or two a week now. Um, but anyway... Um, Hope everybody's enjoying the show, and without any further ado, happy one-year anniversary to ToyCast. This is ToyCast. This is the ToyCast one-year anniversary special episode, and yes, even though I said uh, that there would be only uh, episode 60 before the two-month hiatus, I lied. Uh, I forgot the uh, the one-year anniversary is coming up. I am TFG on Mike, and joining me is Michael Wilson. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. Yeah, I'm feeling much better. Uh, the cold has passed, and and uh, you know the congestion has passed. I'm feeling better. Uh, my wife is not. Uh, she's got it now, and she's very unhappy. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know what it is. Either it's the weather, or it's me, or whatever. I'm not sure, but. For some strange reason, over the last two or three weeks, whenever I sneeze, it something happens where I don't know if it's the snot going down my throat or something, but I sneeze so hard that it it is plagued like the like right under your Adam's apple, like right there where your larynx is, like before you get to your chest, like right there in that spot, right there, and it just it it's like something stuck there. And I've been drinking stuff, and 
and trying everything I can think of, and my, I, it still hurts to swallow. I have no idea why. Thank God it didn't do anything to my voice. Oddly enough, uh, I didn't see the conversation going this way. So, <laughs> well, you know, it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't know. I'm kind of disturbed now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm never gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just means we can go on longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> but well, no, it, I don't know. It's one of those things where <clears throat> last couple days I've gone to sneeze and. It's like stuff is getting backed up and coming out all at the same time. <laughs> I have no idea. And it you need just, to gargle with salt water. I've tried that. It doesn't work. Well, it's a work for me usually, but... Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, this is um, ToyCast's one-year anniversary special. I will probably be having... This will probably be the first segment people hear, uh, and I'll probably have a whole bunch of other people on afterwards. Um... But yeah, one year, 60 episodes, well actually 60, it's close to 63 or 64, counting the uh, the special mini-sodes and special discussions, but yeah. Um, it's a good run. Yeah, it's a good run. You say that like we're done. <laughs> well, we're done until, what, August? Yeah, August, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's a summer vacation. Yeah. Figuring out how to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I need the lyrics up in front of me to really go on. <laughs> like maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, a monkey a shower. Yeah, exactly. Had to be na, 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 something about somebody's brain. I found it over here. You know. <laughs> yeah, Frankenstein's brain. I found it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh. Uh, you recently, uh, it's actually funny, this, this one year anniversary special is going to be coming out after ToyCast 60, and ToyCast 60, for those people who, unfortunately at the moment of this recording of this segment, ToyCast 60 is still giving iTunes people errors, I have no idea why, I've sent a, a complaint to iTunes, hopefully they'll get back to me, uh, and let me know, um, what the heck the deal is, but you can go over to geekcastradio.com, look in the ToyCast, uh, section, and you can listen to it online there. Uh, we talked about your 37th birthday. 37? In a row? In a row. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. So what did, you get for your, uh, <laughs> what did you get for your birthday, sir? Well, uh, the, the thing that I was most happy about, uh, my wife got me a uh, Phineas and Ferb uh, two-pack. It doesn't actually have Phineas and Ferb in it, but it's the Phineas and Ferb toy line. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of toys, to be honest. Um, well, they don't yet. Yet. Well, they, they've got, uh, I want to say, three different uh, two-packs, and two of them have Phineas and Ferb in it, uh, one of them on a big skateboard, one of them doing something else. And the third is Doofenshmirtz and Perry the Platypus. Yes. And I, for some reason, really wanted a Perry the Platypus on my desk, you know. And I was surprised that uh, Chrissy got it for me because, you know, I'm only allowed to have one collection at a time. Well, you know... And this doesn't fit into the collection. <laughs> but I heard she had a... Oh, oh, wait, 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 stop, hold on. All right. I, I just figured it out because I was looking at these things on Toys R Us's website. They have a transforming Perry. That fits into your collection. <laughs> a tra- a tra- what's he transform into? Uh, from Perry to Agent P. Oh, do they? Yeah. 
I didn't see that. I, you so, can take. Well, I'll, I'll get ahead of myself, but I'll I'll look at it later. All uh, they all they had at Toys R Us. I don't know what they had at Target, uh, but at Toys R Us they had uh, the three figure packs, the two packs, mm-hmm. and then they had these squishy things where you squish them and their eyeballs bugged out. Yeah. And they had uh, a, a Phineas. They had a Ferb, and then they had a Perry that looked like a platypus. And when you squeezed his he- squeezed him, you know. Like a stress ball, almost his little platypus eyeballs bugged out, yeah. and I thought that's kind of lame, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I had no interest in those, um, but yeah, I thought that these were uh, Toys R Us exclusives as well. But Chrissy uh, picked these up at Target, hmm. so I don't know what else they have at Target. I haven't actually looked. I, I've never seen these there. Usually, yeah. when I go to Target, I head straight for you know the Transformers. Yeah. And I'll take a look at the the GI Joe and the uh, Star Wars on the way out, just to peek and see what else is out there. Uh huh. But uh, I've never seen the, the Phineas and Ferb figures at Target, so I was kind of happy when she actually, you know, when she found them, because uh, she came home and she's like, "Oh, I have to go to Target. I'm going to get your birthday present." And I'm thinking, well, she's not going to find it there because I I knew. That that you had suggested it to her. No, that's what I was gonna say. You know, really, you know, your wife may have gone out and got it, but you have to thank me for for doing it because I sent. You told me to send Chrissy a message. Exactly. I'm thanking you, but I told no, I you to do it. <laughs> I know. No, I know. But but you told me to um to send Chrissy a message and see if um if I could get her to get this for you. And I sent her a message, and I sent her a link to the Toys R Us page where where I found you know a listing of of the the Doofenshmirtz Prey the Platypus two pack, oh, nice. and she never responded to me. And I'm thinking, oh great, so it's like it's like three days before his birthday. Yes, I just got paid, but there's no way that if I order it from Toys R Us, it's going to get to the get to him by his birthday. So I saw she was on the Facebook chat. You know, her little green thing was lit up. So I'm like, hey, did you get my message the other day? She goes, yeah. Uh, I was like, well, you know, he really, really wants. She says, yeah, but he's only allowed to have one collection. I said, I know, but I think it's more of he really. Wa- I think it's more of he really wants it for his desk at work. So he, yeah. you know, he said something to me about wanting to have it on his desk and you know whatever else. And she said, okay, well, are they just at Toys R Us? I said, I think so, but I'm not sure. So you know, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Well, she said, I'm going to Target. I got to get your birthday present. I'm thinking, well. She's not going to find it there, so it'll be interesting to see what she comes back with. Because I already own all the Transformers that are tar- at Target. <laughs> yeah, not gonna not gonna do you any good because that's pretty much, you know, she knows me well enough, and and she knows pretty much what to get me. Uh, I make it easy because again, I only have one collection. So yeah, yeah, it's like well, just get me a Transformer, should I'll be happy. Uh, yeah, but she came back and said, oh, I found what I was looking for, and I. I thought, wow, that's that's great because you weren't gone long enough to go all the way back to uh, Toy, uh, Toys R Us. So, you know, because our nearest Toys R Us is way out in Maryville. It's it's a you know twenty minute ride out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was nice. I was kind of happy to see that she actually got it, and and the figures are nice. I mean, they're uh, they're not quite statues, but they're kind of statues. They're more of in-action figures because they're they're, they're the type, like, alright, the best thing, and I hate to equate them to this, but the Masters of the Universe classic line comes, you can buy a separate, like, castle piece that is a, like, figure stand for them, whereas these, because they're in-action figures, they actually, they they come on the plastic stand already, they 
well, it it's attached to them. It's it's part of the toy. So I would say they're more of inaction figures. Well, the stand actually comes off. Oh, does it? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, well, you know, I would equate them to, like, the Robot Heroes. Ah, uh, yeah. Where, well, like, if you look at Perry, uh, he's one solid chunk of plastic. His hat comes off, which I, I didn't think it would, but it does. It's kind of cool. Uh, his arms rotate at the shoulder, and his tail comes off, but I think that's just for packaging. Because his, his tail was like flat up against his back in the package, oh. and then uh, it just it has you know a little little you know fit slot A and the tab B, and it only goes one way, so it pops in there and his tail sticks out. Uh, but other than that, he has no articulation, and and he uh, he has a little stand that he comes with with two little pegs on it, mm-hmm. and the stand says Disney Jack's China. So yeah. he was molded in China, and he you know he's all of like. Four colors, so there's not a whole lot going on with Perry, but you know he's but, Agent P. He doesn't need much. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing that he's a platypus. They don't do much. <laughs> they don't do much. <laughs> but, but it's one of those things where, regardless, uh, you know, you, you're not buying the Phineas and Ferb toys for the the massive articulation that leader class uh, Revenge of the Fallen Optimus Prime has. Oh, exactly. No, yeah. You're, you, yeah, you're buying them for uh, again. It's like my money mugs obsession. You're buying them for to be display pieces, even though they don't really do much. You can have them hold different guns, like Han Solo's gun and whatever else. <laughs> well, that's the strange thing is his hand. He's got one hand that's kind of like out, like you know he's gonna jump or something. Uh-huh. Uh And he's got another hand that's kind of crooked, like a well, like the uh, the vintage Star Wars uh, figures are. Mm-hmm. He's only got three fingers and a thumb. I just noticed that, but uh, it's kind of you know kind of set there, so he could hold a gun if he wanted to. Now the 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 gun that comes with Doofenshmirtz is the the Uglyinator, <laughs> and uh, I haven't seen the Uglyinator episode, but there's there's uh, screenshots of it on the back of the box. Oh yeah, I'll have to find it on YouTube and link it link you to it. Yeah, that'd be funny. But uh, the the gun's way too big for him to hold. Uh, but I had. I don't really know where I got this from. Uh, it's it's a uh, little Han Solo gun, and I recognize it because I used to have a little Han Solo a while back. You know, uh, before I collected Transformers, I collected uh, Star Wars. Yeah. And this would have been you know uh, twelve years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, long, long, long ago. Uh, Pre Chrissy, damn near, right? <laughs> yeah. A long, long ago. Chrissy and I have been together ten years. So I I must have gotten this in like. Transformers lot or something. It might have been in the bottom of the box. And I saw it there and I was like, sweet, you know, it's a Han Solo gun. I'm going to keep it. And it's been sitting on my desk forever. And finally, <laughs> uh, it's got somewhere to go because it's just the right size to stick into Perry's hand. Yeah. I just put a little photo of uh, of that up on my on my twit pic. Yeah. It says, uh, curse you, Perry the put. Wait, is that a plastic? DL44? <laughs> Where did you get that? <laughs> yeah, because that, that's the kind of blaster that Han Solo uses. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and Perry the Platypus was shot first. Yeah, he's not supposed to do that. Do fin- well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess... How many times has he jumped in and just... That's what I was going to say. I, I, I guess you could say he's always kind of jumped the gun first because he always jumps through a wall or crashes through a door or... 
flies yeah. through an open window or, or something, but yeah. Could you just walk through the front door once, please? You know, and he looks over and the front door is lined with guns. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I like the Doofenshmirtz because he's... It's, it, it's just weird but about him, but he's got very, very little articulation. And that I thought he had like almost like a ball joint at the neck because you know how he's hunched over a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't. It only it's like a it only rotates. So it's weird that he can kind of tilt his head from side to side like he like a puppy thinking about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oddly enough, he can actually turn his head upside down. So it's kind of like. I don't know. It might be uh, the upside like a, down inator head orator. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, like reverse exorcist. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no. Yeah, and then his arms. Yeah, he's got the rotating. Uh, you know, rotates at the arms, so he can hold his arm up or put his arm down, and he's got one hand kind of pointing, like <laughs> over there, pair of the platypus, and then he's got another hand that's, you know, crooked for a gun. Mm-hmm. And he's got this great big old gun. It's huge, and I thought, that, man, that's overkill for the gun. But it, uh, you know, again, it's from one of the cartoons, mm-hmm. and it's weird. It's got like a little bubble on the back with a frog in it. I don't understand it at all. Okay, well, <laughs> again, I haven't seen the the uh, this episode. But when you push the frog down, it backfires, and something green comes out the the ass end of the gun. Yeah, and it's to smack him in the face. So. Right. It's yeah, it's the um it's the ugly backfiring innator. ugly innator. What it is is in that episode of Phineas and Ferb, again I'll have to I'll have to find it on YouTube for you so you can watch it. But the yeah. basic premise is Doofenshmirtz assumes that um in order for him to look good, everybody else has to be ugly. <laughs> okay. That makes so, sense. So he takes this frog because he thinks frogs are ugly. And he shoots everybody, including Perry, to make them look <laughs> ugly. And shoots, oh, what was his name? Lance something. It wasn't wasn't Lance Bass. It was, I don't know, some some strange actor. I, I don't I don't I don't know. Some Lance something, um, who is really good looking. So he shoots him, makes him ugly. Blah 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 blah. By the time the end of the episode, um, Perry puts in a picture of this Lance guy, and makes everybody back the way they were, including Lance. But when Doofenshmirtz goes to shoot himself with it, he goes, oh, yeah, that's really funny. I guess I'm already too ugly. I can't get any uglier. or, so, or so, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll find it on YouTube for you and you right. watch it. You can laugh. There, there's a screenshot of what Perry looks like when he gets hit with the Uglyinator. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's pretty ugly. He looks he's like ugly. Perry the Popeye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These huge forearms and it's, it's just funky looking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, send me the clip of that. Yeah, well, but, I'll... Uh, yeah, so we've got Doofenshmirtz here, and he, he moves at the neck and the shoulders, and and oddly, he moves at the waist. Oh, does he? Yeah, so he can do the twist. Do uh, he, He's kind of hampered, though, because he's got this, um... Uh, lab... Ah, damn it. Sorry. You can edit that out. <laughs> he's got... <laughs> I smacked myself in the face, uh, right, in, right in the microphone. It's a doof insurance moment. It's okay. We'll leave it exactly. In. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so anyway, but he rotates. But he's got this lab coat that comes down and around, and the lab coat isn't separate. It's molded into his upper body. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes you know he can rotate oh five ten degrees tops. You know. Yeah. From from those. So it's kind of a waste that they would even put it in there, unless they meant to to 
you know, mold this in two separate pieces on purpose. Maybe it was easier in the production process or something. Maybe. Because they're different colors. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. Because it looks like the top piece is white. And because his lab coat is white. And then the front is just painted like a black shirt. And then the bottom part is kind of gray, dark khaki. Uh, and then the shoes that are black are kind of painted on there. So yeah, that makes sense. Two separate pieces of two separate pieces of plastic. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the gun fits in his hand. It's a little heavy. It kind of drags a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he's got his uh, foot foot uh, foot stand with the pegs. I'm putting him back in the pegs now because he will not stand up on his own. No. <laughs> There's no, no way. At all. No way. <laughs> Yeah, so no, I wanted to do more with him. Uh, you know, I, I pulled out some of the motorcycles from my Transformers collection and set him on top. And he's a little too small for the Transformers movie RC and a little too big for the uh, uh, earlier RC... Mo- mo- well, the, the RC motorcycle from... Energon. Uh, was it Energon or... Yeah, it was Energon. So the RC motorcycle from Energon has been repainted about half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a little too big for that. So I'm not quite sure what what I'm going to do. I wanted to take a picture of him riding one of the motorcycles. I thought that would be cool. <laughs> but I'm not sure how well that's going to fly. Yeah. Due to um, time constraints, I'm just going to say I've got on my desk here Mighty Mugs Duke from the G.I. Joe line. And it's Duke. Honestly, I, I have... I can't wait until I get in that G.I. Joe set, that complete series set, so I can actually watch the friggin' cartoon, because I honestly don't remember anything about Duke at all, whatsoever. Huh. I, I, I remember Flint, I remember Lady J, I remember, obviously, Cobra Commander and Baroness, and, and all that. I just I don't remember seeing Duke at all in the cartoon. I don't even remember seeing the 87 film. I, I honestly don't. I don't even think I did because of the whole uh, controversy with that. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I think by then I was already on the turtles. Uh, but Duke, um, I don't think I've already. I don't think I've talked about him on Toycast. I I don't remember. I know I've talked about millions and millions of money mugs. Like I think I have a total of maybe forty, fifty on my shelf. I don't know. Oh God, <laughs> too many. Shut up. Any one person needs, I think. Yeah. Shut up, says the guy who has you know millions and millions of transformers <laughs> in, in like you know three shelves deep in in in, in old cabinets and lights. Leave it. Let's light leave it to thousands. Yeah. Yes. Millions and millions around the world. <laughs> anyway, that's a wrestling reference if anybody missed it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Duke is pretty cool. He um he. I guess fills out what current G.I. Joe um, Mighty Mugs there are as far as characterizations. He's okay. At first I thought his little green gun here, I thought it was a rocket launcher, but apparently it's a rifle or something. I don't know. It looks like, just the way the barrel is, it looks like a rocket launcher, but it's it's not. It's a rifle. Um, and he does have uh, one American flag. Of, actually, it's a backwards American flag on his um, on his right shoulder, but fairly overall, very nice. He does have uh, painted on him uh, some sort of weapon strap belt thing with looks like grenades and, and, and extra clips. Um, but overall, very cool. Uh, you know, it's part of the G.I. Joe Mighty Mug collection, so yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> is he, uh, I wonder why the uh, flag is backwards. I don't know, but 
And what I mean by backwards is it, it it's mirrored, like if yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's like yeah. it's like uh, the the only real use I can think of that is like on the front of an ambulance where it says ambulance, but it's backwards, so you can see it in your rearview mirror. <laughs> so like if Duke is running up behind you and kind of turns his arm toward you, it's like oh, it's the American flag <laughs> through the rearview mirror, right? As he chases you yeah. on foot from his car. Or in a power suit. <laughs> I, if you were in a power suit, the flag would be inside. You'd never see it. True, but I was making a reference to the movie, though. To the live-action film. Anyway. Oh, Objects in Mirror? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, in between <laughs> Perry the Platypus, Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz, or just Heinz Doofenshmirtz, whatever you want to call him, and uh, Duke... Uh, this has been the first clip in the one-year anniversary of ToyCast. Uh, I'd like to thank Michael for taking the extra ten minutes. I know we've been here forever, man. What the hell? What a, oh, whatever. This is this is probably the shortest <laughs> clip slash episode whatever that we will ever do between that we've time. ever done. I yeah. know. Yeah, because every single episode that you're on, it doesn't matter what show it is, it, it's at least an hour. Yeah, at it least. On a, I, I ramble a lot, and this has actually been. A test of my iron will. Well, you know, keep this that short. Yeah. You, you have a job to go to tomorrow, so, and I'm really trying not to date this, but damn, oh well. <laughs> oh crap! So, um, coming up next on the one year anniversary of Toycast, you're gonna hear, uh, I don't know who, so it'll be a surprise. Toycast, good. Uh, so this is uh, the one year anniversary of Toycast. This is the PR segment. I have PR with me. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How's it going with you? Pretty decent. Yep, yep. So, are you uh, planning on going to any conventions this year? Uh, I am, in fact, actually going to be at uh, San Diego Comic Con. I'm getting sent for uh, Fangoria sending us through work, so. Oh, cool. I get to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just found out that it's, it's looking like we may actually have our uh, flights and everything paid for, so uh, that's even better. Yeah, I was thinking of more recent ones, like at the end of this month. Um, I'm not going to BotCon. No. <laughs> I, I, I was considering going. I, I was seriously looking into possibly flying down for BotCon, and then, um, and then, and then I got, I found out that because um, I'd pretty much given up on going to San Diego, and then I found out that uh, I got a press pass to San Diego Comic Con, and uh, cool. at first it was looking like I was going to have to pay my own way, so I was saving up money for that, and. Now it's looking like I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to pay part of it, but it's, it's looking like that's going to be mostly paid for by the company. So, awesome. Well, there is still I don't know if you feel like going to Canada, but there is still, still time to go to TFCon uh, in Toronto. When's that one again? It's July 16th to the 18th. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, see, I, I couldn't do that one. It would be that would be right before Comic Con. Oh, okay. Uh, San Diego is uh, July 21st through 25th. Oh. Uh, right. Weekend. My wife's family reunion up in Baltimore, where we all get sit down, and eat crabs, and have a good time. So I'm not missing that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plus all that White Castle food. Yeah, well, that's up in uh, up in Maryland. White Castle will hit in August when we go out for my grandmother's birthday. <laughs> we'll be back in Louisville again. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've uh, I've already I've, I'm probably gonna say this in every segment of the show, but we've uh, hit the one year mark here on Toycast. Uh, Sixty plus episodes in un- in a year. It's just uh, it's 
amazing. And this is one of those shows where you can record. I can, I can record one of these anytime. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a set. Like a lot of the other shows that we do, yeah. there's a set day or schedule or whatever. This is just like whenever. <laughs> whenever people are. I, I just remember when it first started, we were talking about maybe doing like one a month. And the, we're up, up to 60 is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one a month thing was to kind of accommodate everyone's schedules. Like everyone has different schedules. And I started finding people that could record, like, one a week, one every two weeks. Um, like, Proto Man's been on, the goddamn Proto Man's been on here for, oh, God, I don't, I don't know how many episodes he's in, but, um, and then my buddy Michael Wilson, he uh, he does a lot of them with me as well, uh, General Techno as well. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's surprisingly uh, expanded in a year, because now we're just, it used to just be Transformers toys, and now I think after episode 25, I expanded it to all toy lines. So it doesn't cool. doesn't matter what people collect. Uh, it's just one of those broaden your horizons type of things. Yeah. So what are you going to be talking about on the one year anniversary? Uh, well, today I'm going to be talking about the uh, the War for Cybertron Optimus Prime. It just came out at Toys R Us last week. A lot of people got them in hand. Um, it's just really really cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. I got the video game reserved. I reserved it at Best Buy so I could play with Jazz. <coughs> and what what is up with Twitter? I don't know. I, every time I go to Twitter, it redirects me to the AOL News home <laughs> Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's not... I mean, even if I go to, uh, into, uh, like... Google and I type in Twitter and it brings up the link to Twitter and I click on it and it takes me to AOL News. Maybe AOL bought Twitter. <laughs> Maybe, but still, I mean, like, that's just weird. Oh well. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to. That's all right. Um, what's uh, what do you like best about the alt mode? You know what? Honestly, there's not a whole lot I like about the alt mode. I mean, it, it, it's neat. It's definitely uh, an alien type of vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's definitely armored. Like, it does. Somebody mentioned to me that it does kind of have a vaguely uh, aliens, you know, APC type vibe to it, and and that's kind of cool. Um, I really just like it for the robot mode. One, it's just a really awesome Optimus robot mode, um, and two, it's just I, I think Deluxe is really just the perfect size class for Transformers because they're not too big to you, know, you, you can throw them in your pocket, you can grab them and take them with you. Um, and, and yet they're still fun and fiddly enough to be fun. You know, like like the scouts and the basics can get a little simple sometimes, and like voyagers and leaders are, are fun and they look neat, 
but they can get a little complex and maybe a little too overly complicated uh, mm. to just mess with. But the deluxes are just about perfect for messing around with. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, I I think one of the reasons why I'm so looking forward to getting the Prime is because the, the War for Cybertron one is because it obviously, as we've said, it's based off the video game design, and the video game design is something that we've never seen before. I mean, yeah, the yeah, pro- that, that too. Well, in the robot mode, it's it, it's still it's basically G1 Optimus updated for Cybertronium, but I mean, it's it, the the alt mode design is like something that we've never seen before. It's kind of like a futuristic rocket powered El Camino or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just reminds me of something, you know, along those lines. And um, I, I just he he looks so awesome. Yeah, he he really does. He's a really neat figure, um, and, and I'm gl- I'm glad he. Pop- I'm, I'm really kind of surprised and glad that Toys R Us got some of these out uh, before the game came out. You know. Yeah, well, once that game comes out, man, there's going to be tons of stuff coming out for it. I'm actually oh, yeah. I'm actually surprised that Hasbro is well, it's not really Hasbro, but I mean, I'm actually surprised they're designing stuff around the game. Like you know, normally we you know well. With G1, we the toys came first and then the cartoon. But I mean, with a lot of the cartoons and stuff, you know, the cartoon would show and then oh well, let's make a toy of this or let's make a toy of that. And I'm surprised that they're doing that with a video game. I don't think they've ever done that before. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, part, part of me wants to say that they've done it at least once before, but uh, but part of the reason they're making such a big push on that is because uh, they've come out and stated that. Uh, this video game is pretty much going to be the uh, canon basis for all of their future, at least for the foreseeable future, all their future uh, Transformers fiction. Like, all, all the cartoons and all that stuff um, are all going to be based off of this prequel story yeah. timeline. So, uh, so you know, and if they're going to put that much, that much into it, you know, if they're going to say, like, this is going to be our big TF backstory for the foreseeable future, I can see them making the effort to put... Uh, to put some, you know, get out more toys and, and some of that of some of these things. Yeah, I just wonder how they're gonna do. Um, I wonder if they'll design. Well, I mean, I know we've had now. Is Th- Thrust is just generations. He's not. He's not part of War for Cybertron, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, Thrust is well. Thrust is just his general his G one self. It's right. Just a remold of the uh, of the uh, Japanese release we got a while back. I wonder what kind of molds they'll use for the uh, the jets, because you know, as soon as the game gets released and other waves of those toys come out, you know that they're gonna make more than just what like Prime Bumblebee and 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 uh, Soundwave and all that stuff. You know they're gonna make Starscream and Skywarp and, and everybody. Else. Oh yeah. I wonder what kind of molds or what kind of you know how they're gonna design around those. Those game designs, because I mean, the the War for Cybertron Prime is pretty much the same thing you see in the video game, for the most part. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I'm curious to see how that works out. Um, I've heard that there is a War for Cybertron Starscream coming, but I keep hearing that, and then I haven't actually seen any uh, any evidence of that. So who knows? Yeah. Well, the reason why I say it probably is is because you know. When have we never gotten some sort of Starscream toy? Yeah, good point. I mean, come on. And, you know, the the, the raging fangirl fandom will scream at the top of their lungs like a Britney Spears concert or something. Yeah. You know. I mean, they even found a way to make him into a car for Alternity, so. <laughs> I do like that Alternity Skywarp, though. 
That is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I sent, uh, after you showed your uh, your video, I sent somebody, an, 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 I think I sent them the BBTS listing of, of Skywarp and and, and uh, somebody who's, who's a fan of it. I sent it to her on Twitter, and she's like, wait, they're cars. Ew. I said, yeah, so? It's still Star, it's still uh, Skywarp, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about, since I won't be actually getting any toys until... Um, until August, I was going to get the, uh, I was going to splurge and get all the A-Team toys that just got released oh, yeah? BBTS, but I said, nah, I need to wait on those. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be talking about Mighty Mugs Storm Shadow from the G.I. Joe line. Um, okay. Cool. Very, very cool. Uh, they, uh, the every now and then Mighty Mugs will surprise me. Um, like, I mean, Storm Shadow is pretty much his his regular American hero form as far as all white. Uh, he's got black belt, and he's got the red cobra symbol, and he's got the white mask, and he's got his eyes that are uh, that that are showing. Um, but Mighty Mugs really surprised me. Granted, they are pretty much usually just the basic mold, but you know, I've got I've had Shockwave sitting on my desk for God knows how long, and I really already talked about him on this show, but. Like the little designs, like with a wire. Yeah. Uh, that surprised me. Um, on uh, Storm Shadow's brother, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes comes with two accessories. I've never seen a Mighty Mug come with two accessories. I mean, you really don't. You really can't count Starscream. Well, two weapons, I should say. You can't count Starscream's wings as weapons. But um, uh, Snake Eyes comes with a gun and a sword, uh, which is kind of. Kind of surprising to me. Um, I like them. They're good. They're they're nice to have for representations of the characters. They're not. They for me, they really have no playability factor. Uh, yeah, they're, they're mostly just display pieces for me too. I've got a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tell you one thing. The uh, I think right now my two favorites out, out of all of them. Are, are still Shockwave and War Machine. That War Machine is amazing. Yeah, I, I got. The, I ended up getting the War Machine and the Mark Six, and that War Machine really is nice. Yeah, I've I've been meaning to get Mark Six, but I haven't yet. And unfortunately, I can't. I can't get the 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 what is it? The 08 Comic Con version, the metallic version of Iron Man, because everywhere I look, even on Hasbro Toy Shop, it's like seventy bucks and up. Oh, the, the one on Hasbro Toy Shop is like, isn't it like AFA graded? Yeah, something. Shit, I hate, I hate that stuff. They had all these extra, all those extra figures, and instead of making them available to people who wanted them, they sent a bunch off to AFA graded and then charged out the ass for them. I, that pissed me off. Yeah, but I mean, even on, even on just like, Am- I mean, I, I don't do eBay anymore. I just yeah. don't. But I mean. Even on Amazon, I think the cheapest I found that that SDCC Iron Man mug was, uh, I don't know, hundred bucks, and it's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know it's an exclusive and everything, but Jesus Christ, these things are. Well, I don't have any deluxe toys standing around, but I mean, they're they're maybe a little bit smaller than deluxe. Yeah. I mean, a hundred. Oh, I don't know, but overall, uh, Storm Shadow is very very cool. Um, Really, you know, pretty basic, like I said. Um, it's actually funny how they color some of these things, like um, especially on like some of the ones that have facial hair and actual like a head of hair. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, well, the neck is really weird. Like, like 
I could go over and get Duke. I talked about Duke in a uh, previous episode of, or actually, I talked about Duke uh, in the in the previous segment of of, of this of this of this episode. Um, on Duke, he has he has golden like hair, like blonde hair, and then under his neck, it's almost like a some sort of weird, wacky orangish flesh tone. The same thing with Storm Shadow. His his whole head is white. And then under him, he's got this, like, silverish-gray thing, like, under his head where his neck should be. And I'm like, wait, what? That doesn't look right. <laughs> but, I mean, if you just, you know, if you just ha- have him standing somewhere and looking at him, you don't notice unless you pick the thing up and turn it upside down. Yeah. You know, I wonder if these things come with stands, because they have that little plug on the bottom of the foot. Or not come you, with you stands. Know, I, I've always wondered that myself, because they, they, they do have that. They all they all have it. They all have that little square peg on the bottom. But I and I, and I think that's more for stuff like I think Silver Surfer plugged into a surfboard. Using yes, that. he did. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that was just something they included on all of them, so, so it, they didn't have to change anything when they made figures like that. I could be wrong, but that'd be my guess. Yeah, I do remember, and I still have to get Silver Surfer and, and Galactus. But yeah, I do remember seeing Silver Surfer. He plugged into his surfboard. Um, this, that's the other thing. Some of the accessories surprised me. In the in a previous episode of Toycast, I talked about the um, the cowboy version of Wolverine, the Logan figure with the yeah. cowboy hat, and I've got pictures of the cowboy hat on the Starscream Mighty Mug, on Shockwave, on Mega. It's just funny to just put it on other ones. It, it's oh, yeah. hilarious. It's just hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do like some of the interchangeability of some of that stuff. Yeah. What? Uh, what other uh, stuff are you expecting coming as far as toys that you're going to be either reviewing or just stuff you're expecting to have? Um, well, I got uh, War for Cybertron Bumblebee today, um, as well as uh, Generations Drift. I've got the Voyager, uh, Hunt for the Decepticons, Optimus Prime coming. Um, I've got some DC Universe figures coming. I've got uh, some more Green Lanterns and a couple more Superman figures. Uh, on the way. Yeah, that Kilowog looks awesome. Kilowog is awesome. <laughs> I like what you did in the video before you put him together. You put his his head and his crotch together. <laughs> oh yeah, well that, that's what came together in one of the uh, in the Cat Matui. Yeah, yeah, Cat Matui. She came with. Uh... Oh, he is broken. Awesome. Who's broken? That sucks. My War for Cybertron Bumblebee. He's supposed to have a couple little tabs that help peg the. Uh, front wheels into the body and they snapped off. Oh, nice. That's yeah. not... I mean, it still holds together because he latches together in a couple other places too, but he didn't hold together as tight as he should because he, uh, the pieces broke off. Effing awesome. So I guess we could call this segment P.R. Behind the Video Segment. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I just won't mention it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the, uh, oh, what was it? Um, oh, yeah, I've been trying to. Uh, I've been trying to figure out how I can start collecting them, and I'm gonna have to go to BBTS, obviously, because the website that they're actually originally sold through, that website sucks. I really want to start collecting the Masters of Universe classics. I really, oh yeah, I'm I a, really I'm a collector. Do, yeah, I really do. Um, because I just finished watching the 2002 cartoon, and I had I've. I grew up on the 80s version, obviously. Oh, yeah, so did I. And those those figures look so awesome, but yet they have a website and a company that just totally sucks as far as being able to buy them at, at retail prices. Because, I mean, if you get them from Big Bad Toy Store, 
they're a little bit more than what the actual price is, but that's because it's yeah. through a third party. So it's it's because it's through a middleman, which is whatever. Um, but yeah, I I really want to start collecting those. I'm gonna have to try to start doing that by the end of the year, hopefully. Um, yeah. Hell, if I can still find them, because most of the BBTS ones, if they've not removed them, they're sold out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're they're hard to find. Yeah. But 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 the thing is. Um, Every time they sell out, eventually Maddie Collector will reissue them. And and when they reissue them, they don't. Um, they generally like reissues generally tend to uh, not sell out within the five minutes like the new ones do. <laughs> like the, the Hordak, the Hordak when they first issued it uh, sold out. And again, sold out in like five ten minutes. It was it was done. Yeah. Uh, but when they reissued it uh, last month, it, he was around for two or three days. Still. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, I, I don't understand why, and I really don't want to get on a Maddie Collector rant, but I don't understand why Maddie Collector doesn't just. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Make these. I mean, they know that they're they know that they're popular toys, especially more so with collectors than than kids. But I mean, um, you know, they know that they're popular. I don't understand why they don't just make them like, I don't know. Thousand, two thousand, three thousand, you know, however many thousands of, you know, product that you want, if the demand is there. I don't understand why they don't make extra to have a restock instead of reissuing. Well, because they, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think they were a little unprepared for, uh, and then they have been slowly increasing the numbers yeah. over time, but that takes a few months to, to get processed. You know, like they, if they sell out of 500 Hordax this month, you know, and they say, oh, maybe next time we should make 700. Um, you know that doesn't affect any anything until you know three or four figures, three or four months down the line. Mm. So it's just a slow process. Yeah, it's a very slow process. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else can we talk about? I guess. Um, what are your opinions on the supposed or not supposed, but the new cartoon, the new Transformers cartoon coming? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, like I said, they got uh, I know they got Peter Cullen for Prime, and somebody was mentioning that uh, how great it was to see uh, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker in the same studio. So they may have gotten Frank Welker for Megatron, um, which I'm, I'm really looking forward to. And I know we got Jeffrey Combs as Ratchet, uh, which I think might be interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. I don't really know all that much about it, so it's kind of just. I'm curious. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll see how it goes as it gets closer. Yeah, um, I I almost wish that Hasbro would have stuck with Cartoon Network and not tried to create their own channel because 
just from ads and stuff I've seen, it's like 90% Discovery Kids, 10% Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just from that little, I, I, I don't know if you said it was about a month and a half ago, that little ad that they showed. Nah, I, 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 uh, maybe, did I see it? I, I may have seen it, I may not have, I don't remember. It, it, it came out a while ago. It, I think TFW featured it on their on their site as like, hey, okay, check out this this commercial, this had the, the hub, com- the new hub commercial, or whatever, I don't remember. What do you think of the, uh, <laughs> the quote-unquote firing of Fox? <laughs> firing of, oh, oh, Megan Fox? Eh, I don't, I don't really care, I don't, I mean, I seriously, like, the way the first year of going, I don't think it's going to impact the story all that much. People are like, oh, God, how are they going to explain it? I'm like, did you see the second movie? I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like the, the whole the whole franchise is going to go down the toilet because Megan Fox isn't there to pout and show her ass. I mean, like, it, that's really all there is to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not all that concerned. I'll wait and see. I'm, I'm more interested in the robots than the people anyway. Well, yeah, you know, that's the thing, though. You know, I've, I've, I've come to a decision. It doesn't matter who you have starring in a Transformers film as far as humans. It, yeah. it honestly does not. You're there for seeing the giant robots kick each other's ass. That's what you're yeah. there for. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with John Malkovich um, and uh, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. And, uh, like, Patrick Dempsey now makes me uh, two degrees removed from uh, Transformers, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I used to do some extra work, and I was in a movie with Patrick Dempsey here in Richmond a few years back, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, I still have to I still have to get my Ten Things DVD out and watch that party scene. I still yeah, have... you, you really don't see me. You see, like, the side of my face and an elbow. It's... Well, you'll have to... I, I, I don't know if you have a copy of it handy. You'll you'll have to find the timestamp. Huh? Yeah, I, well, yeah I, I started off talking about that, and he said he needed to get his DVD. But yeah, yeah, in, 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 in uh, Iron Drought Angels, the one with Patrick Dempsey, I am in, 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 I am in the middle of a fight scene, and you get a couple of good shots of me in that one. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's about it, unless you want to bring anything else up. Uh, no, I got nothing else. Um, I'll, I'll probably, uh, if I get on here again, I'll probably start talking more about some DCUC figs because I've, I've really gotten into those lately. I, I like the look of them. Um, I don't know if it's something I can actually, like, fully start collecting. Because I mean, I'm pretty much done. I'm not really done with Transformers toys, but, I mean, as far as, like, stuff that I don't have yet, like, I... Even though I have a BotCon version and a Nemesis version, I don't have the original Classics Prime. I don't have the original Classics or Henke Rodimus yet. But, I mean, there's stuff that's still out there that I don't have that I want to get. But as far as new stuff, until I see the new toy line for the cartoon, um, I, All right. I, there's nothing really that, that I want. Um, I wish that they would just, and I know this isn't going to happen, but I wish they would just adapt War for Cybertron to be the new cartoon, but I don't think well, it'll happen. I, I, I think um, I, I think it's going to come. I think it's going to spin fairly closely out of War for Cybertron. We'll see. I don't know that for certain, yeah. but but I have a suspicion that uh, the new cartoon is going to be uh, fairly uh, fairly rely fairly heavily on War for Cybertron. I could I could be totally wrong about that, but. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I, I, I have seen the new Bumblebee design, or at least part of the new Bumblebee design for it, and it it looks it definitely looks cool to me. I'm looking forward to seeing the character models for that one, at least. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be hopefully picking up the um, the Exodus book, the War for Cybertron prequel book. Um, 
And I know AllSpark Almanac comes out as well on the 22nd this month, so I'm going to try to pick that up as well. Yeah, I've got, I've got that pre-ordered. And actually, actually, I just I subscribed to uh, Transformers through IDW site. Mm-hmm. And I actually just got issue 8 today. I don't know. I don't think it's due out until, like, next week. Oh, really? So, uh... So maybe I'll, maybe I'll spoil uh, TFW and be like, now PR has a very early review of. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. That's very very funny. All right, well I think we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you for being here, Mr. PR, sir. Oh, thanks for having me again. Sorry it's taking me so long to get back on here. Oh man, yeah, I, that's the one thing I forgot to bring up. When the hell was the last? I think wow, the last time you were on this show was like maybe episode thirteen. I don't even know if it was that. I may have even been like episode like four or five. Well, no, we did that. We did that Botcon three-part special way back when with. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think it was like eleven, twelve, and thirteen, or ten, twelve, ten, eleven, and twelve, or something like that. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Um, So, but yeah, thanks for being on, and uh, I don't know who's going to be coming up next on the one-year anniversary. Uh, So stay tuned, and we'll be back after this. We are celebrating ToyCast's one-year anniversary, and joining me now is General Techno. Hello, sir. Hello there. And the mind behind, T- one of the minds behind TFCon Toronto, the goddamn proto-man. Hello. Hey, how you doing, guys? Pretty good. How are you? I'm always great. <laughs> busy, busy, busy. Sorry I haven't been able to jump on the show so much. I recently bought a house. Now I've been doing the painstaking packing. So Fun. <laughs> you know, I, I, it doesn't really dawn on you how much you have until you actually have to put it in boxes. Oh, I'm believe me, I'm not looking forward to uh, that when I eventually move, just packing my Transformers collection. Uh, they don't make Transformer toys like they used to. Thank <laughs> God. I'm just thinking, thank goodness uh, I'm not one of those people who keep... I keep pa- a lot of packaging, but thank goodness I'm not one of those people who's big on uh, keeping all the boxes unfolded and stuff. Uh, Otherwise, I'd have so much space of empty space. There's I'm only like an article about this. I'm telling yeah. you, after this experience, I really should. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, there's only one toy line that I like. Everybody knows that I do two of everything, just because, especially with Transformers, because of you know Alton and, and bot modes. But yes. there's only one toy line that I will buy two of everything and keep one of them mint in box, and that's if I can ever get a hold of any of these, which is the Masters of the Universe Classics Collection. Uh, Fuck you, MattyCollector.com. Um, <laughs> you and your horrible... I have way too many friends that are on your boat, let me tell you. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not even... I, I haven't even been, like, in the boat of, of trying to even buy them on Matty Collector. Like, I know... I, there, there's no way I can even do it. So, you know, I... And I'd love to get them from BBTS, but because BBTS is a third-party seller, or a second-party... Whatever the heck... Middleman, basically... The prices yeah. are, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars more than what they would be for Matt for Maddie. So eventually, once I get some money saved up, I'm gonna start buying those. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm really like I think the only boxes that I've saved are the Mighty Mug boxes because they're the easiest ones to save and not destroy. Yeah, plus they're neat looking unless you live in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, you can always move to the States. 
<laughs> I'll just cross the border just for the boxes. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, but, uh, you know, I've never really been a mint in box or, or, or save box kind of collector. I, I just haven't. Um, but, eh, I don't know. That's kind of one of the good things, actually, about living in Canada. And I've, I've heard a lot of Canadian fans bring up this point, too, is that because in Canada... Um, the tech specs and the profiles are no longer on the back of the box. Yes. Because, because they actually, like, it's now it's an insert piece of paper. Now you could just, like, you could buy an entire wave of Transformers. Um, and just, if you were really a box completist, mm-hmm. you could keep only one box mm-hmm. and then throw out the other six. Yes. <laughs> all have the same box. But well, you would keep you would keep all the insert paper, like you know, like the, mm-hmm. the the front bubble, if you will, like not the bubble, but like the insert bubble, and all of that stuff. When you put it in a folder, it takes a lot less space yes. than. Uh, and often I noticed that uh, if they can, they print it on the back of the instructions too. Yeah, so well, you that, got that, one that, sheet that you were going to keep thing. anyway. Exactly, and it, it's good because um, at least I know when, when it came to uh, to Revenge of the Fallen and movie one. A lot of that stuff, when it unfolded, especially like specifically the deluxes, um, you could actually like slip that in like a folder. Like you ever seen like they have like for binders, they have that thing you could hold a piece of paper. It's plastic, but it's a like a plastic sheet. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're called, but you could yeah. kind of like slip a whole bunch of them into that, and then you could kind of like a book of all the the profiles. Yeah, it's, cool. it's kind of like comic book covers. It's kind of like the comic yeah. sleeves. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and, and that's like awesome that they. I mean, now it's not the same scale anymore with a lot of different figures. Obviously, we got a leader class; it's not the same. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was pretty cool when they kind of had that at first. And you know, it's it's it saves a lot more space than keeping yeah. hardbacks. I've noticed though that Hasbro Canada is uh, just with the recent waves that they're moving back towards uh, putting stuff on the cardback, like unique cardbacks. I've noticed with a lot of the later Revenge of the Fallen uh, deluxe figures. I think maybe also because when it's end of line, they don't try as much. <laughs> well, they did the same thing with Universe, though, I recall, because I yeah, remember them saying at TFCon uh, back when Universe was at, was coming out that they were try- that they wanted to uh, get the individual cards, and that was coming down the line. Yeah, and the fans were like, we want it back. And I'm like, no, I've saved so much space since then. Yeah. Well, keep but, in mind, the reason that we wanted it, though, was less because of the card backs and more because of the art on the boxes. I guess so too. You that, wanted that, it just that, for the that, box art, I think. Because I mean, they didn't I would, put the I would box have hated that if they did that to animated. Because animated, what was so cool about it was yes. you got like three kinds of box art. You got like the front box art, the side box art, and then the back box art. Plus, it was all and, removable too, for the most part. Yeah, like that. That was great. Like animated, if they ever made it generic, that would be horrible. Like, oh, I would never want to have like Beast Machines Cheetor era. <laughs> yes, that but, was the worst. Yeah, the best part about the animated toyland though was just the fact that they on the Canadian boxes that everything was on inserts so yeah. they could actually use the same box for the whole wave but make the boxes look different mm. and it worked it worked yeah i i know this is going to be uh, environmentally incorrect but um i miss styrofoam i miss g1 boxes cuz that was so much easier than these goddamn twist ties and these fucking elastic pieces of shit i know i well, actually you know who you have to blame for the twist ties it was because of power rangers when Power Rangers came out, the first, the first, first wave of Power Ranger toys, it was the number one stolen from the box toy line in the world. Uh-huh. And Toys R Us and all the retailers were complaining because they would find a box of Power Rangers, you would open it up, and the toy was missing because it was just, it was literally just being held down in a cardboard prison. 
Maybe you know, like cardboard pieces were holding it from shaking. Right. But it was there wasn't much holding it. And after that happened, all the retailers were like, "You guys got to freaking do something, otherwise we're not picking up our, your product. We're losing money here." You know, uh, like a, at the time, like a, an eighty-nine dollar Megazord was disappearing off the shelf because a kid could easily just walk in and steal the, the T-Rex out of it. You Heck, know? This, is kind of, this is kind of similar, I guess. I happen to have, I got a, like a month. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back or so, I got a, a mitten box and megabyte from the 1990s reboot toy line, and like I got that for 15 bucks, a decent price. But it's I'm just now that you mentioned that, I was just looking at it, and it's like there's no twist ties on. on oh yeah, nothing. It anywhere. Nothing it's, at all. Uh, but uh, but. Power Rangers, after that happened, like, they pretty much, um, like, Toys R Us, and at the time, it wasn't Walmart, but it was, you know, like, they had um, Kmart. They were all like, look, you guys got to do something about this, otherwise, and this was Bandai of America, and they're like, so they put twist ties and everything. Right. And after they did that, no theft happened anymore. No one was able to, like, open up a box, and, uh, like, let's put it this way, look how long it takes you as an individual with yes. a, a clipper to take out a transformer. Imagine a guy struggling, hoping he doesn't get caught in an aisle of a toy aisle. It makes it a lot more difficult. So. Oh, true, and I understand that, and I, uh, you know, I can complain about most of the, anim- because obviously where I started collecting to get, you know, boxes and twist ties was animated. Most of them... I can kind of barely complain about because they're fairly okay and easy to get. The main part where it really pissed me off was when I almost lost my whole thumbnail on fucking yes. Blitzwing because they put they put a twist tie in the middle of his fucking body. I had I to. Cut op- I cut open my finger on. Oh God, what was what was the one? It was oval. It was the Minicon three pack team that was the three like street cars, but it was oval. Oh my god, I'm trying to remember the names. I feel, of I know, is that the one from Cybertron? No, no, not Cybertron. This is the one that was Armada. It was a three pack of the, of like of cars. I'm trying to remember. It was Oval. That's the one I remember the most because he looked like a Honda Civic. Is that the um, okay? Anyways, I know I remember, what you're thinking. I remember cutting. Team. I remember. Yeah, like, it's like the Street Speed Team. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. And I remember I cut my finger right open on it because I had like a, at the time I was like, oh, I'm not going to use pliers. I'm going to use an Exacto to cut these. That was very smart of me. So it's funny you say that though, because like in my experience, I don't like the new twist ties they're putting on because I'm the type of person who, uh, yeah, I could use scissors or an exacto to cut them, but I generally prefer just doing it by hand. I generally undo twist ties by hand unless it's something huge, 
with like 20 twist ties or something like Unicron or something like that. Oh yeah, it like took me like 30 minutes to take Unicron out of the box, let me tell you. But yeah, otherwise I just do I just do it all by hand and these new ones you can't really do them by hand. But, but They're like, easier yeah. to cut, mind you. I will say that that's to their credit, but I don't like them as much cuz like there's something to be said for the cool plastic ones which just sit around and uh like you can see them really easily and stuff. And they're kind of neat cuz they've they're reusable too to some extent. But again, like that's kind of why we even have them today was after like Bandai like initiated them, then all the other toy companies were kind of like, well, I think we better meet up to that standard otherwise we might get through the same problem. Right. So then, before you know it, almost every, like, major toy company did. I mean, sure, like, Mattel, I think, is, like, one of the few that still doesn't do it. Like, if you pick up any of their DC Infinite Hero figures or their Barbies, they still don't. And the reason why I know Barbies is because I actually picked up the Speed Racer Barbie 2-pack when the movie was out. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> but, um, you already opened the door. You just kicked yourself in the ass. As a I know, I know. But either way, Speed Racer, it's manly, I think. Anyways. It came with Trixie too. Okay, I'm not helping myself. Anyway, uh, no, no, no. Like Hooker. No, you could get you could have gotten yourself off the case really easily. Yeah, if I would have said it was Racer X, it was Trixie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, no, but it's like I know that Mattel they don't they don't really use twist ties on any of their stuff, especially their action figures. But I know Bandai they were the first ones to do it, and then Hasbro followed soon afterwards. Right. And when and when Kenner merged into Hasbro, mm-hmm. it was just you know apples and oranges together. So, mm. you know, that's why, like, yeah, I, I could agree with the styrofoam thing. Also, the good thing with styrofoam is that um, I find that boxes are less likely to collapse on themselves because styrofoam's a lot stronger. Like, you could stack a shitload of boxes on top of each other. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. When you're relying on a cardboard insert to hold stuff, it's, I mean, oh, my God, those Armada boxes were so oddly shaped. Or even the mo- the first movie ones where... Uh, you like stack three of those on top of each other, and that bubble breaks, and then everything just collapses on itself. And I mean, I, I do shows where you have to like stack figures on top of each other, just get as much space as possible to right. display to sell. And they're crushing each other. They literally are, and it's hmm. it's a shame because the styrofoam stuff it stays strong. Yeah, it does. One thing I will say with theft though is that though twist ties, uh, twist ties. I mean, they're a great way to deter theft, but unfortunately these days it seems that. Uh, there's another enemy of uh, security for toys which is coming up, and that is employees who aren't paid enough to care and notice if people have swapped things out. Oh, toy! let me tell you something. The whole toy swapping thing, I remember first seeing it, I think it was when Universe 1.0 came out. And that was a big, big, like, deal to me because... I was seeing the weirdest shit happening. Like, I remember, like, Universe 1.0 Optimus Primal with that, like, brown, like, Rastafari color scheme. And that was the box, but inside it was the Dragonzord. And I was like... Why would you swap with a Dragonzord? I don't know. That's what I was saying. I'm like, you know what? Maybe that Dragonzord's worth more money. I think I saw that once, actually. I saw something like that. I think it was someone had swapped an Episode 2 Clone Trooper into some box or something. And... I remember when I first saw this and I posted about it, they said, you know what, this has been going on forever. And I think, like, its origins, it came from the G.I. Joe community. Because what the G.I. Joe community used to do, because they're, they're like, heavy in the kit bashing and customizing. They would take, like, a a set of, like, figures and then put in, like, bootleg Joe figures or crappy Joe figures back in and return them. And no one's the wiser with those. You know, when you return a Transformer... I mean, if it's blatantly, like, purple and green, 
and you put in like I don't know some kind of like yellow sports car, they're gonna notice because of the box art and everything. But Joe's they're so generic and human looking that you could just put anything in there and it'll pretty much pass. Mm. You know. Right, especially a lot of Joe stuff that just doesn't have box art at all. Well, I think that, part of it again is the fact that they don't pay these employees enough to give a crap. Well, of course, oh, of course not. You know, like, and I don't I'm, blame the employees; they're not making enough to give. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the average Walmart employee doesn't really care about their toy department. You know, they're yeah. like they're looking at the clock and they're just hoping that they get their paycheck so they mm-hmm. could, you know, relax for the weekend and pay the rent. Yes. You know, you got, I don't know if I've ever told this story on ToyCast, but when I first got my the very first uh, Voyager Optimus from Animated, I found him at Walmart. I can't believe I found him at Walmart. Uh, and this was the one with the faction symbol, not the one that I got from Entertainment Earth without the faction symbol. Um, but uh, when I got him, I... The lady was there stocking stuff up. I guess she works in the toilet. I don't know. She's putting stuff off the sh- on the shelf and stuff. I said, is there any others of, of this one? She goes, no, whatever's out is out. And I was like, oh, okay. So I grab it. And I had my, because I usually bring my backpack with me. If I have to carry, like, my keys, my wallet, my cell phone, and they all won't fit in my pocket. So um, I had my backpack. And, I, and everybody knows Voyager boxes, they're... They're not super big, but they're big enough to where, you know, it would be noticeable if you tried to put one in a backpack. Oh, clearly. So, I was sitting on a Walmart bench inside the store still. I was, I went there to get my, my wallet out to get the money out, to, or my card out to, to, to go up and pay for the toy. I set the box down next to me on the bench, and I had my backpack in my arms. Next thing I know, some Walmart employee... Comes by and says, "Oh, you trying to, you know, put the, you trying to put something in your bag?" I'm like, "No, dude." He's like, "Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." I'm like, "You see the box right there, don't you?" You know what? They're underpaid and they're bored. I don't <laughs> care. You cannot. It's just all right. It's just the same thing as defamation of character or assaulting someone's character. When they plainly see the fucking product that you're gonna buy, you don't have anything else in your hands. They see it on the fucking bench and they basically outright accuse you of stealing I should have gone to the fucking management but I said fuck it I don't want to I just went up paid for it and left but it's one of those things where you don't outright accuse somebody of stealing something in a store unless you think they've actually stolen something I mean like I said this box the Voyager boxes they're at, 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 at least both hands full you know for the most part I mean you can't you can't palm a Voyager box in your hand you can't put that under your shirt and hope to get away with it. Exactly. I mean, it's... I'm not much pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm naming it B. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it, it's going to be a Girl, robot. Schwarzenegger and Junior. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Jesus Christ, man. And then Blitzwing. Blitzwing is so fucking... Oh, God. I am so glad that I only like his robot mode. That way I don't have to buy two other ones of him. Because, holy crap, like I was saying, I had to transform him to get him out of the box. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was that bad. Wow. I know, me, me, I screw around with, with Walmart customers. I remember I went to the States once, and I bought like $300 in, in merchandise of TFs and stuff, because just, there was just so much there <laughs> that I didn't have back home. And when I went to the, I went to the cash and I paid for everything and and they were like, oh, is this for your little boy? And I was like, oh yeah, yes it is. Oh, how old is he? Uh, twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked at me like I was crazy, you know. 
I love that. <laughs> yeah, I normally don't mess. I do that with Toys R Us too. Toys R Us, whenever they ask me, would you like a gift receipt? I go, no, I'm just gonna go home and open it and play with it. <laughs> yeah, I always say, yeah, they always they ask me, and I'm always like, yeah, no, don't bother. You know, it's, it's always don't interesting. Bother. I'm gonna go home and play with it right here. <laughs> Although one thing, one thing though, it's always interesting. Like I haven't been to Toys R Us nearly as often this time of year. But, like, they switch... Uh, the one I always go to, I mean, like, for a while, like, I was getting the same... Uh, I generally got, like, the same salespeople at the register. So, I mean, like, they pretty much knew I was a collector at that point. So, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. It's always kind of fun. That's like, right. honey, I'm wearing the Autobot shirt. Can I make it any more apparent? <laughs> well, I, just mean, I just mean because I bought so much... Because I buy so much stuff from their register, and it's like... You know, Either it's I'm pretty a collector clear I'm a collector. It's pretty it's clear like, I'm a collector when I'm going on my bike and picking up Transformers. It's not only that, it's like, you know, when, when, when you're like, that's what I said, like, either, either I'm a collector or this is the, like, the most fucking luckiest kid on the entire planet right now, <laughs> yeah. you know? Whoever I'm buying this all for. Plus, if I had, if I'd had kids, then, I mean, I'm way too young to, uh, be buying this stuff for them anyway. Even if, just going off a time frame, either that or I'm, I'd be some sort of inbred, you know, who knows, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> How old are you again? Are you? You're in your twenties, aren't you? Th- I turned twenty-three this year, so well, it's not uncommon. It's not, I yeah. I mean, but still, that's pretty young, though. So I know, and I know. Considering I do stuff like had... say, bike home with a Unicron. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck with me. I did that. I had to buy a bag. Put Fortress Maximus on the handlebars. Yeah. <laughs> I had a bag to do that because they were out of the large bags at that time. So I did, I bought a bag just to get Unicron home. <laughs> now you know Walmart and and Target. Well, I I don't know about Target. I really haven't had any problems with them. But I mean, Walmart in general, outside of toys, is just like, well, if we don't have it, we don't have it, and you're shit out of luck. But I, you know, I wouldn't think, regardless of whatever Toys R Us employees are paid, they're a fucking toy store. I would think that they would. You know, you guys were talking earlier about the whole switching stuff. Yes. You know, I would think because it is a fucking toy store that they would put more attention into it. Oh, I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it. I've seen it in Zellers, which is a company that's uh, exclusively to Canada. I've seen it um, in in Walmart. I've seen it in Toys R Us. It was really rampant during that like late Armada, early Energon Universe 1.0 era. That's when I found it was the most thick and busy, and that was around the same time that like I remember. Oh God, that was the one that blew my mind when when the first run of 20th Anniversary Optimus Prime came out, and I saw a Barbie doll in the box. That's when it got me. <laughs> I was like, wow, how did someone miss this? How did you? How did someone return this and the person thought... And this was at Zeller's, which a lot of people you know, who are really? listening are Americans. They don't know what, what Zeller's is. But Zeller's, I would say, is kind of the equivalency of maybe, I would say, Target. It's that same feel, I guess I'll mm-hmm. call Same it. color scheme, too. Yes, yeah. It, yeah, it, like, uh, if you want to get a feel of what Zeller's is, it's like Target back home for you guys. And I was just shocked. I was like, oh, my God, how the hell did this, like, you know, return desk officer see, see this big, you know, red and, and silvery box with Transformers and the Autobot logo on top and saw Barbie there with her blonde hair and her tie-dye outfit and go... Well, this all seems in order. Here's your sixty nine ninety nine back, sir. It's like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> like, it blew my mind, and I was like, what? you know. But that I see at Zeller's all the time. Zeller's is probably the biggest, like, 
punching bag for theft and and swap toys than any other store I've ever seen. That and I mean, Kmart. Well, it, it that's just it. They're kind of like the Kmart Target. I, I can't. I don't even know how to describe them. They're just. You have to be in a Zellers to understand it. Like they're very popular in Canada, mm-hmm. but I. You know, they're all. They're one of those cases of just employees just really don't care. They really don't. But you know what? I can't blame them. I mean, it's the same. It's the same way. If you go to Burger King and someone screws up your order, you could be angry, but at the same time, that poor son of a bitch in the back—he's tired, he's sweating, and he's getting paid seven dollars an hour. Can you blame him? You know that he's that he put ketchup on your Whopper. But at the same time, with all this new technology, it says right there on the screen, whatever the burger is, Whopper, chicken sandwich, whatever, if it says no no ketchup or no whatever, it's right there on the fucking screen. Unless you're fucking blind, you can fucking see it. I guess so. Or unless you're on drugs and you don't understand it, unless you're high at work, you can fucking see it and get the fucking order right. The fast food does well, a lot of it. it is Burger King. Some of them are high at work. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, anyways, anyways, I gotta say, uh, I've um, everybody knows that I've been last year and a half. I've been on a huge Mighty Mug kick, and before War Machine came out, the only one that I had ever seen that had two accessories, two weapons come with him, and I don't count Starscream's wings because those are accessories and not weapons, was uh, Snake Eyes from the GI Joe line. It actually surprised me that he comes with a gun and a sword, um, and. Yeah, he's basically a black muddy mug with other black and silver points on him. I mean, hell, if you took off some of the other paint apps, he'd just be a black blank muddy mug for the most part. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, what else you guys want to talk about? Uh, let's see. What have I been? What did I buy? I bought a lot of like TFs online recently, but it's all old stuff that I've been plugging the holes in. Um, in terms of new figures, I've been a bit on a bit of a DC uh, Infinite Heroes kick recently. Mm-hmm. I've been picking up this and that that I, you know, now that it, it's kind of like a few waves in, I could go back and pick up stuff up cheaply. Yeah, I've been picking up uh, Flash, Professor Zoom, uh, Jay Garrett, the first Flash. A lot of the three packs are now going on clearance. Yeah, I saw a bunch it, of winners. Yeah, they're like super, super cheap now. Like, what is it, four ninety nine or nine ninety nine? I don't even remember. But what I've seen that's hilarious is I've seen uh, the unleashed. There's a at the winners near me. There's a uh, unleashed Megatron from the first movie line. How much is that? I honestly don't know. It's been there for a while. Like that, that's what winners is kind of like. Sometimes it's super cheap. Sometimes it's kind of expensive. But in the case of like these Infinite Hero three packs, they're like uber uber cheap. Like four ninety nine for three figures that normally each one went for about like nine ninety nine. Yeah. So I've been picking up a lot of those. I have like the the the, the Green Lantern three pack. I have the the Superman three pack. The Flash three pack. I started picking up some individual ones from specialty stores pretty cheap, like uh, Professor Zoom, which is like the Reverse Flash. Um, I picked up Wally West, which is the the Flash three, if you will, after Barry Allen. Uh, I just been uh, the Batman, the the Gotham Knight Batman set. I just made because they're they're really nice figures. I find that the the QC on them is a little better than, and I love Marvel. Marvel will always be better than DC to me in my eyes. So this is not a biased opinion, but I think that the QC on these figures uh, in Infinite Heroes DC are a million times better. Than the Marvel Universe three-inch ones. I find the Marvel Universe ones. Every time you buy a figure, it's a gamble. Like 
you, you buy one Silver Surfer and his leg is just loose and floppy as shit. And then you buy another one and then his arm is loose and sloppy as shit. And, and, but the legs are fine. And that bothers the hell at me that, that the QC is so bad. Where I have no, I've bought, uh, I think I'm like on my like 30th figure now of Infinite Heroes and not a single one of them has a problem. Maybe a paint app blotch here or there, but the good thing about paint app blotches is that you could see them through the packaging. When right. you pick up the figure, you could see, oh, this one looks ugly. I'm not going to buy this one. Mm. When you buy Silver Surfer or Daredevil from the Marvel line, and you look at it, oh, the paint's great. You take it out. Oh, my God, his head spins when you just shake the toy. You know, like, it's that loose. Now, my question is uh, about the DC ones, because I've seen those around, but how are they in terms of posability compared to the Marvel ones? The Marvel ones, I will agree, have a little bit better posability, but see, actually, this is... It's funny that you mentioned that, because when this line initially started, the posability was not bad. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it G.I. Joe great, but it's, you know, rotating arms, um, it just, you know, uh, biceps, biceps are basic, you know, it rotates at the waist, the head rotates the knees and everything, but they're not G.I. Joe-like posable. But but as opposed to the Marvel ones, which were very G.I. Joe posable, but yes. then again, it's Hasbro. You know? Yes. So, after three waves of this, DC went back and said, you know what, we're going to throw our hat in the game and make them G.I. Joe posable. So they're actually revisiting some of the more popular previously released figures like the Flash and Batman mm. and making them super posable and then all the ones that are going to be coming after uh, 2009 are going to be super posable too. I might have to check those out then because they that's are, you know the what? reason I haven't gotten any. They're, they're gore- like I swear like I, I am not a huge huge DC fan. Marvel I love a million times more but it's so depressing how much better these figures are. The quality, like, I think the most common one that you could, like, anyone right now could go to stores and find, and he's a winner, is get the Batman one. Because I know everyone's seeing, um, profe- I- I'm pretty sure you see Commissioner Gordon and the SWAT like crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, he's everywhere. But part of that wave is Batman and Scarecrow. If you could get that Batman, and he's, he's like, probably, like, five per case of, Ten, you know, Commissioner Gordons or whatever. But if you could get that Batman, I guarantee you're going to love the hell out of this figure. It is like the best five dollars you will ever spend, or whatever he's going for in your area, because they're so high quality. The paint is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Like uh, it, it blows my. Like they're better than some GI Joe figures I've bought uh, directly from Hasbro. It's just I'm like I think Mattel really knew what they were doing when they were doing these figures. You know what I find very interesting. There's always been the Marvel versus DC or DC versus Marvel thing throughout comics and cartoons and toys and everything else. I find it very interesting that Hasbro has Marvel, Mattel has DC. Oh, and it, it even goes beyond that. It's all, WB has always been like DC's home, yeah. where um, Marvel has always kind of been shopping around, like you know, with Fox at, for the longest time, mm-hmm. and now they're they're kind of like, okay, well. You know, Fox really isn't doing it for us now, and they were thinking at one point of going to four kids, and now they're jumping into the anime foray. And then DC jumped into the anime foray with Gotham, with, uh, what, was, what was it called Gotham there? Knight? Gotham, Gotham Knight. Knights, yeah. And now you have the Wolverine and Iron Man anime. They've always been at each other's necks, but they're the big two. You know, they're... they're right, I mean, I, I find it... Int- what I mean as far as... Interesting as far as the toy lines go, you have... Hasbro and Mattel, easily the two, the big two of the toy world. I mean, because Kenner's oh, yeah, gone, easily. you know, easily and they're Kenner the big two. Of, them, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Kenner merged with Hasbro. So you have the big two of the toy world and the big two of the comic world. Marvel's on one side, DC on the other with, with the respective companies, with Hasbro and Mattel. So I find that very interesting. What I find just as interesting is how the two companies are taking a somewhat... They seem to be taking a bit different directions in that. Mattel seems to... They've stuck a lot more. They've done some dabbling in media, but they're still very much a toy company, whereas Hasbro is going, we've got all of these successful brands, and they're trying to actually become more of a media company that also handles all the merchandising for their stuff. Kind of like Disney, to some extent, in that Disney's stuff, really, it's uh, their their films and stuff, arguably, it's all support for the merchandise. Oh, of course, and see, that's kind of thing, like, um, the DC Infinite Heroes line, the whole line was kind of, like, invented as a giant nod um, to the Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, comic book series mm-hmm. from the from the mid '80s, mm-hmm. and it, it it just because it did so well, it just kind of ballooned from there, and it's still like it still looks back and does that nod to it. But where the Marvel line was just kind of like it was kind of like Hasbro's like, well, we got the Mar- we got the Marvel license now. What are we going to do with it? Let's do three inch figures because Lord knows Toy Biz or whatever did those Legends for like God knows how many years, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So let's let's try to do something that everyone would love. Scale to GI Joes, you know, and yeah. hey, it worked. It worked. It's selling like crazy. I mean, sure, the quality is, as much as it kills me to say it, the quality is not great. I mean, oh God, I really wish some of like I would want a really nice looking Captain America, but the paint's horrible. The joints are horrible. Like ugh, Daredevil's Silver Surfer, Spidey. My list goes on and right. on. There's hit and miss with that line. Like I've got, it I've really got, is. Yeah, it's like I mean. I got recently like the uh, Kitty Pride from the Marvel line, and I and like the f- paint apps on the face and stuff. Like, uh, it's got really good paint apps on the face. Like, you, you know what? Now that you mentioned the female characters aren't too bad. Well, yeah. it's Marvel. Have you seen the pictures of that? Well, don't say that because you probably haven't seen pictures of the Mary Jane that they're coming out with. Yeah. Because well, the that's Mary, one. Of, a, because the Jean Grey, I know, is ugliest sin. Well, no, the Mary Jane sculpt is one of those things which is good God. How did they possibly sculpt this? Because this sculpt is absolutely horrible. <laughs> what do you guys think of the DCUC line from Mattel, the DC Classics line? I love that line. I really do. It's just, it's in my area. It's impossible to find them. Like when I do when I do actually find a figure, it's like the shelf warming penguin or something. Like I never get to anything until I would love to have more of those, but it's just I never like I'd love to get like the Nightwing from it or the Flash, but I guess maybe in the states they're probably a lot more. Uh, yeah, I've seen stuff here and there. I'm not in, as interested in six inch uh, scale stuff. So well, I, yeah, I know you're not, but I, you know, I was basically asking Proto Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Mary Jane thing is horrible. <laughs> yeah, like Techno just posted. Yeah, the Mary Jane figure. Yeah, wow. Like, <laughs> you know, it almost looks like they just took some Joe bodies together. You know what? Now that I look at it, she almost looks naked if you look at it quickly. Well, <laughs> yeah, like if she's just wearing a tank top or something. Yeah. Well, they didn't even. But it's one of those sculpts which is like the proportions look horrible. Like looking at, she's got Popeye forearms, and her legs look like they're spread out too wide. You know, Mary Jane's one of those figures that she really need to be super articulated anyway. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, I look at the Kitty Pride I've gotten, it's like, you know, you could have just used this mold and given it a new head, because that mold is really well proportioned, and it pretty much satisfies all the criteria that Mary Jane Mary, Mary Jane is a fashion star and an actor, and here she is wearing, like, 
like something like a fangirl at a convention would be wearing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like the, the exactly like the Kitty Pride, she's wearing something that if they jazzed it up a bit, like with paint apps, it would be a believable like fashion statement for for Mary Jane or something. Mm-hmm. Like especially like nineties Mary Jane. Yeah, I don't know as far as what the as far as shipping stuff between uh, Canada and BBTS goes for, but I mean Proto, you can get most of the DC classic slime. Oh yeah, well, now Big Bad Toy Store is getting better on shipping uh, request, like shipping prices, prices like mm-hmm. for to Canada. Because I know I recently pre-ordered um, that cla- that uh, Crystal Rodimus and mm-hmm. Optimus two pack. There, I ordered three of them. I'm disappointed was, was, in that. Only, only three, eh? <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm disappointed in in the two pack. Not really Rodimus. Rodimus is fine, but they had to use the deluxe version of Earth Mode Optimus. Give me a break. What's wrong with the deluxe? It's I, a good toy. I like the Voyager better, but that's just me. Well, yeah, the Voyager's a good toy, but I think if it would have been the Voyager, then Daniel would be spending more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But then again, so, you know, you're buying three, so you're spending more money anyways. <laughs> I'm buying three, but that that leaves me with two extra Optimuses. That's what's going to happen. Watch, because it's like, okay, you guys are going on eBay, or I'm bringing you to a convention <laughs> to sell or something. Yeah. Same thing, it's the same thing with uh, any two-pack that involves a Rodimus. Right. It's like, well, there's always going to be extra. I'm assuming you managed to you managed to get on the blackout boat early enough, Proto Man. Um, I actually am waiting out on that. I know that a lot of people are scrambling right now to get blackout because it's like here's a toy that we might not get at all stateside, so here's might be our only chance. But part of me's like it's one of those things where if I don't get him now, he's going to be retardedly expensive later. Like I'm like I guess you could say like the sweeps or. Mm. Or like say um Kiss Play Rodimus, like one of those things well right. any kiss any Kiss Play figure more or less, you know, now those originally those went retailed for about eighty nine dollars mm. and now like they're easily two hundred bucks because right. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can Play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No one, no one picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I worry that it's going to be like that, but I get this feeling that, because I'm going to BotCon, I'm going to TFCon, mm-hmm. I get a feeling they're going to be there, and... They won't be as expensive, or they'll probably be on par as if I bought them with shipping to my right. location. Right, so. because I don't know if you saw the uh, stuff, but like last w- last week, like everybody got managed to uh, get a few, get some more in to put and put up pre-orders again. Like Automaton actually had pre-orders up briefly, and they managed. Oh yeah, to jump everyone on that, was selling so. out with them. Everyone yeah, I meant to jump on the Automaton pre-orders when they reopened them last week. So. I think I think the one I want to get on more than anything that's selling out is I want to get that Unicron. Yes, that's selling out, but uh, by the same token, I'm one of those people that's like, that's a lot of money for a figure that I already have the mold of. Mm. I guess, yeah. Well, I, Even though I like who, the paint if, job. If you're someone who owns the Armada mold, I, yeah, I don't really see the incentive. Um, I don't really see the incentive of the run out. And another thing, too, that always bothers me, and I've seen this in recent trend, has has everyone who's ever colored a G1 homage Unicron watched the original 86 movie? Like, he doesn't have that orange. 
every single like the titanium toy, the hard heroes bust, and now this. They use this this I don't even know how to describe creamsicle orange, okay? That they <laughs> use for Unicron. And if you watch the '86 movie, he doesn't have that orange. He has almost like a yellow. Yeah. And it's sad to say, the Armada Unicron toy is closer to that. It really is. Granted, you know, it has all those purple applications and everything else that throws that off. But I, the yellow on it is a lot more accurate. And I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Because I know um, a guy on Unicron.com, he put a custom up a while back. We're talking five years ago. Where he did his take on... He took the Armada Unicron tried to make it into movie Unicron. And that was very accurate. He got the colors dead on, but he based it off of looking at stills from the 86 movie. Where this one, I look at it and I'm like, okay, it's gorgeous, it's got the face, they remolded the chest, da-da-da-da-da. But it's still not there yet. It's still not... Like, if you did a comparison side-by-side photo, which no one has done yet, mm-hmm. you'll see the colors are not right. right. Well, actually, they didn't remold the chest. They just painted it differently. Oh, did they? I don't know. Yeah, I, if you I look, cl- I've noticed that it's the same chest. They just painted it the same way that it is in the movie. See that? Like for me, I think that if they want, if they really want to do something like this, I feel they should probably go the whole nine yards. Like you know, phase out the minicon gimmick. Just really like, let's make a G1 Unicron toy. Let, let's just do this. I mean, he's he's a damn important character. That he right. does, you know, he deserves enough. He deserves enough treatment to get a damn like you know. Full-fledged, right. remolded G1 toy. Honestly, Consid- that, my- considering that they engineer like 17 Optimus Primes a year, yes. you could get one Unicron that looks right. amazing. So honestly, my biggest surprise though was, uh, I mean, the Minicon I can kind of go with because in some of the original concept art they did have the plans for a moon. Like, oh yeah, some of the well, early stuff. It, but my, the biggest thing that too. surprised me was that where they didn't go the extra mile, and it's one of those why was the LED eyes. Yeah, that too. That surprised me. I was like. Really? You don't give them green eyes, and you give Ultra Magnus, animated Ultra Magnus, green eyes, but uh, Unicron, no? I, you know, it, it's the same thing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they, they even, like, left in the LEDs, because, like, I would have liked two consistent colored hands. I mean, a glowing Unicron hand wasn't synonymous with G1 Unicron. I mean, I think if they phased out that gimmick and maybe put it elsewhere, maybe put it in the mm. Maw, you know, like, that would have been kind of cool. Like, that if they would have had it. I don't you think know, it's that feasible to do, but it would have been... It, it, yeah, I know, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been feasible because it's the, the hanging shells on the side, but mm. I don't know, like, it's just, I, I really, I, I'm still, like, waiting for that perfect G1 Unicron toy because, like, it has to be done. It, it, it the, the technology is there. I think it's just that we're not going to get it yet. We are. Right. And we're all still waiting for whatever number, you know, TF 2010 mystery figure number four is, although do I really need to guess? But for which one? But, for what? Sorry. Well, because we have we had the four mysterious figures of 2010 for Transformers. Number one. Oh was, right, right. The fourth one. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Number one was Sleep Mode Optimus Prime. Number two was the Crystal Rodimus and slash Optimus Two Pack. Number three was the Unicron. Number four, da, 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 probably MPO nine Rodimus, yeah, I believe we're at that now. Yeah, seems pretty like a no-brainer based off and, of. You know what? It's a no-brainer, but the other half of me is like, wow, maybe they might not do it. But we though. know the designers have mentioned in the pa- hinted in the past that they want to well, do it. You know what? I'm surprised they haven't done it at so far at this Already, point. Already, yeah. 
Yeah, but it, I think it's it's more either they're doing it now because of timing, because hey, 2010 season three's title, yeah. and, or you know, like either that or probably I don't know, like maybe. Hmm. See, I'm trying to think of like because they already did the sleep mode Optimus, and that's like oh god, that's like the dirtiest repaint ever. Because <laughs> they just they just, they just came off hot off the heels off of the black repaint one. Yes, yes. You know, like uh, wow, like they wasted no time, like like and like not even like not even like three months apart either. You know, I'm surprised they haven't done the evil shattered glass Optimus yet. Because just because of the token that they seem to be draw- grasping out straws for as many repaints as they can possibly think of. Well, like that's why I'm surprised they didn't do the Megaplex blue applications. Like they didn't repaint the Megatron anyway yet. But I'm not that yeah. surprised at Megatron though, simply because the fact that issues <laughs> that it's not a fun toy. Well, like I transformed mine again last week, and it's never been a fun toy to transform. So Starscream is fun to transform. Megatron is not. I think it's more so because of its international issues, mm. because it's a toy on top of it that even though if yes. they'll do a repaint with them, you still can't sell them successfully overseas from an import standpoint. Mm. And Hasbro has no use of that mold at all, unless he's purple and orange. Yes. You know, which will, and even then, he'll probably be like impossible to sell, even with those two colors like mm-hmm. lavish on it. So, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a long, long, long story, but. Pretty much, I think, yeah, it'll probably be Rodimus. Maybe not. I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't. I, I mean, I'd like it if it was, because I'm very curious what a, uh, a masterpiece Rodimus mm-hmm. would look like and how they would go about it. But at yes. the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, because there's a part of me that's like, I think they've done enough this year that maybe the engineering time wasn't feasible. Maybe we'll get it next year. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, I'm kind of suspecting that they'll announce it this year, but it won't be out until next. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Worked. For sure. Like, maybe, you know what? Maybe we'll get a big reveal at BotCon. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Although, it's you have to realize that there has to be something they're saving for us over there to give us, you know, ooh, ah. You yes, know, but I think that's going to be Transformers Prime actually being unveiled. Because they've said nothing about Transformers Prime yet. God, oh, my God. We, they're, we holding, they're clearly holding, ba- holding I did back. A, I did a panel at Anime North recently, and everyone was asking that. So what do we know about t- Transformers Prime? And I was like, uh... Some voice actors, a picture of Bumblebee, and that, it had a logo. The Dead or Alive uh, cinematics are animating it. Yeah, that's what—that's the part that kind of—that's <laughs> the you, part that kind of got me. Well, maybe uh, they will be lucky and they'll put Michaela in it. Oh Christ! <laughs> shut up! I had to shoot you for that. <laughs> Hell is wrong with you, um, yeah, Perlman? Um, you I'm think if they do—if they do do a uh, uh, the masterpiece Rodimus? Do you think they would just enlarge the classics mold? No, oh, no, no, no. No, I think because one big issue, and this is what I've, I've addressed this before with the animated toy, was the engineering of the engine, like yeah. the, the hot rod engine. I think that they would they would they would implicate what they've learned from the animated mold, like how to tuck away um, that engine that is in vehicle mode and then make it disappear for robot mode. I, I think what they're going to do is they're going to do a a Rodimus Prime, a Rodimus Convoy, if you will, um, that that is very that is a mix of the animated engineering to make it look very sleek in robot mode, but using the smartness of the six-inch titanium to make it transform with the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I mean with the trailer. I'm serious because I think they're going to go about it that way. 
I'm honestly uh, kind of suspecting, though, that uh, just going off some of the comments that I remember, I think around when Grimlock came out, when there, when we were getting, like, designer interviews and such, like, one of the designers said he wanted to uh, engineer a uh, hot rod that became Rodimus Convoy. See, it, that would be, like, jumping into the whole, like, fans project, like, protector idea. But, like, again, to, to you know, what is, and, and if you ask me, I could give you a very clear-cut and stark answer, but what really is Rodimus Convoy to Hot Rod and vice versa, Rodimus Prime to Hot Rod and vice versa, and that's a change of color, which is the most predominant thing, is um, they actually get a little darker in color scheme and magentas. Okay. And that's the first big issue. Number two is is facially they're different. Um, if you're talking mm-hmm. uh, car- cartoon standard, we're talking uh, lines and face yes. lines and age yes. marks. If you're talking a manga standard and and toy standard, then you're talking like, jeez, oh, the crest is different. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's I'd a lot of little, two heads. Yeah, there, you know, right away. So there's a difference there. Then again, you're talking size and bulk. The third thing you you know the fourth thing you're talking about you're talking about the spoiler. Rodimus' spoiler is different mm-hmm. from uh, from uh, Hot Rod's spoiler. Right. Hot Rod had a more wider spoiler. Rodimus's was large and in charge and practically like almost over his head in the back. You right. Know. Heck, I um, almost at this point, I mean, what I would lo- I would love what for Takara to do. Although I can't see engineering is not this far, but it would the uh, absolute best uh, Hot Rod Rodimus thing would be is if you made the mate is if you had some sort of uh, you know how the on Primus you use the Omega Lock to transform him. Mm-hmm. Imagine using something like say for the final step where like you pop up the Rodimus head. Or swap the heads between Hot Rod and Rodimus. You use the Matrix ca- chamber. Well, yeah, test. I, how I could see that, that would be icing on the cake because how, how he was always the type where without the Matrix, he's like, no, I'm powerless without the Matrix. Well, how I could see that working and that engineering actually existed since 1991 with um, with Victory was uh, with Star Saber when you when you put the Brain Master in his chest which was the little figure, and then you close the chest. The chest, the face, the, well, the Brain Master would become the face for the figure. Mm-hmm. Now, if they could engineer some way, and if anyone remembers uh, how Rodimus Prime's chest opens up, it actually opens up uh, downward. It actually opens up like the, the flames open up kind of like a, um, an oven, if you will, oh. like that kind of doorway. Mm-hmm. And yes, you could do that easily. So if you put in the matrix and then you would close it and then it would activate some kind of like you know flip feature where the mm. flip the face flips over a la masterpiece Starscream, yes. you know yeah sure hey something like I was that th- I was just even thinking a head change so you know where the the matrix is that kind of key where if it's in there it would activate the tab that would do the face yes, flip yes. or if the matrix wasn't in there it would it wouldn't it, you know instigate the face flip so it would stay as young Rodimus. Um, so the evil I mean, thing yeah. would be to say you need to buy Masterpiece Prime in order to complete this. Oh, that would be yeah, that would be absolutely because they put out enough Masterpiece Primes that there's enough there, matrix. There's enough out. matrix exploding everywhere. Yes, or, or Ultra Magnus if you really want to be evil. You know, get it from him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got you know you did technically you didn't get it from Optimus Rodimus. You got it from Ultra Magnus. Well, no, he got it from uh, he got it from Optimus and then screwed it up so that Magnus couldn't use it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he glowed first. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, I'm going with the first. I'm going with the first guy, and anyone else who tries, as I, long I, as their I, name I, is, uh, they can open it as long as their name isn't Ultra Magnus and Galvatron. 
you know what? I'm the biggest Rodimus plant, you know, fan on the planet, but I could I could write a book of speculation about yes. the movie of, of how like this all went down. You know, myself, remember, I've always been convinced the only reason that uh, Galvatron and Ultra Magnus couldn't get it open was that they didn't know about the finger holes. Yeah, of course they did. Well, that's the finger. biggest joke for Ultra Magnus. It's it's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. I mean, that's the biggest joke in 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 history, according Damn to. Damn it, uh, Robert Stack! It's the finger holes. <laughs> now, now, don't speak ill. Scourge can open the Matrix. Yeah, nope. if, if somehow you know because well, you know why? Because Scourge is like, you know what? Screw this! I'm putting it in my chest. Let's see. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't open it. He just put it in his chest and became super deformed. Yeah, he 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 started to melt. <laughs> <laughs> He just it didn't work for him, you know. Oh but, boy! Like I'm, I'm looking forward if they do do a masterpiece raw. It's gonna hurt my wallet like crazy because I'm gonna uh-huh. buy like two or three of those. Oh right. But but, but at the same time, I, I, I even warned my, my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, like if this thing happens, like get ready for like you know seven hundred dollars to go missing from the <laughs> old bank account. You know, <laughs> like easy. Easy, and you know what? I won't even feel it, but it's just because I, 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 I. It's kind of like I, it was like one of those like break glass, break glass when it happens inevitabilities. It's like when it happens, break glass. Like the money's already waiting because right. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. And, and after that, though, it's all downhill from there. I mean, unless they do more lucky draw Rodimus molds, and I'm already lucky three draw of- masterpiece Rodimus. Oh my God! I hope <laughs> don't. They're don't gonna do. You know they're gonna do that. You know they're gonna dare say that. You know, <laughs> I already, I already have three lucky draw Rodimuses of three different molds. You know, to, to like have to deal with. You know, I already, I have them too. I already have the Primus, the Silver, and, and the Chrome, the Silver Chrome and the Gold Chrome uh, Energon Rodimuses or Superlink Rodimus. I don't want to have to deal with that. It, tracking those down was was a headache. You know, let alone paying for them, tracking them down was a headache. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> all right. That's well, all. I think we're gonna close out on this because we are approaching the uh, well, at least for this segment, the fifty-minute mark. All right. Um, again, this has been the Toycast one-year anniversary episode. Uh, our anniversary is June tenth, twenty ten, for the first year. Um, I actually can't believe the show is gone. Well, minus the. The mini discussions and the Revenge of the Fallen talk way back when. We technically have over 60 episodes, but as far as 1 through 60, we've had 60 episodes in a year, and it's just amazing considering the original plot line of the show was once a month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that didn't, to say. That didn't to last do. too long. And we barely even talked about specific toys. We just did toy talk in general. Well, well that's not, yeah, but I mean, that's the. I wasn't going for specific right. toy stuff. On the one year anniversary, I was just going for general, you know, stuff, so. Right. But yeah, uh, it's been a good year so far, uh, as far as the show, I guess. We haven't gotten a whole hell of a lot of iTunes reviews, we've gotten some of them, so. For those of you who actually listen or not, and are not on the show, start leaving us reviews, please. Um, and I guess we will see you in August. Hey! This is Sari, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network of Podcasts. Thank you for joining us here on the one-year anniversary of ToyCast. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Join the forums, protoconempire.com slash nexus. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter, TFToyCast and TFGOnMike are mine. Uh, you can follow Michael Wilson at PeconCourtMichael. Pia is at Pia, P-E-A-U-G-H. Uh, General Technos is at General Techno, and for the goddamn Proto Man, it's at Proto Man X. 
Become a fan on Facebook. Search GeekCast Radio Network. Uh, the voicemail line is still dead at this time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of ToyCast. We'll wish you will join us next time. For now, I am TFG on Mike. And, um, yeah, I'd just like to say thanks to everybody who has supported us over the past year. Um, hope you continue to support us. We will have more episodes coming up in August. We're going to take a little bit of a hiatus uh, for the summer. Um, you know, go, uh, you know, create some crazy inventions. Uh, I don't know, rocket to Mars or finding Frankenstein's brain or or, or, or giving a monkey a shower or, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take some, some summer vacation for you guys. And we'll be back in August with new episodes. So we hope you enjoyed this, and uh, we hope you're enjoying what we're doing here at the GeekCast Radio Network as well as ToyCast, and thank you for supporting us for the first year. TFG and Mike out! Hey kids, it's story time with Proto Man. In this uh, one year anniversary of ToyCast, we had already talked about um, toys, you know, switching toys boxes and stuff, but Proto Man has a story about that, so take it away, Proto Man. Well, the story I want to talk about is, is more, not so much about switching toys, but hiding toys. And I remember this was probably about two or three years ago when Titaniums was still on shelves, the six-inch ones. And this was when there was a sighting here in, uh, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, where the Scourge slash uh, Cheetor six-inch titanium wave has come out. And there were sightings all over in Montreal. And I, I went with my girlfriend looking for them. And when I got there in Zellers, um, there was this one guy and he was walking around in the aisles and he had both Scourge and Cheetor in his arms and it was the last ones. So I was like, oh my god, he's got the last ones. And and we, me and my girlfriend were just standing there and we were just looking around the aisles and like, he was just lingering around and, and he with these two figures in his arms and then he went to the other aisle. And so he disappeared and then he came back and they were both gone. They weren't in his arms anymore and he left. And you're like, what the hell just happened, you know? And we went into the other aisle and the other aisle pretty much consisted of you know, Barbie and Camp Rock and whatever was popular at the time. And we're like, what happened to the figures? He probably hid them somewhere. So we were digging through everything. And then we noticed under, like, a bunch of plushies and and Camp Rock dolls, lo and behold, there was the Scourge and the Cheetor. Now, I really wanted these figures, but I'm also an asshole. So on top of wanting those figures... I wanted to kind of put a, you know, a cherry on the cake for my victory. So on top of taking the figures, I asked my girlfriend to get out her little notepad with her post-it, and I wrote a little note for this guy for when he comes back for those two figures. And I wrote on the note, and I know I'm mean, but I wrote on the note, this place is my turf, buddy. Enjoy your never-ending virginity. <laughs> and I know I'm horrible, but and whoever that guy is, I apologize for my horribleness. And even my girlfriend later on noted how horribly mean that was in French she's like oh it's méchant which means like you're very mean you know and but you know it, it was just one of those things where it's just like you know I don't know I pride myself as being quite the Transformer collector and I sometimes I let it get to me where 
I can't let anyone else get the figure if it's in my sight, you know? And, I mean, I wouldn't push over a little child over it, but when it's like some guy that's in his mid, mid, you know, 20s or whatever, you know, Proto Man gets first dibs, buddy. You know? I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like a cocky SOB, but it was just one of those moments that it just, the, the adrenaline was rushing. And, it, you know, to make a long story short, that titanium Cheetor was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's one of the be- it's one of the better titanium toys. So this has been story time with Proto Man. Before we go, would you like to pimp out TFCon? Oh sure. Um, TFCon is happening. Well, when when is this going to be posted? Uh, June tenth. Uh, so June tenth. Oh wow. Okay. So that's that's actually very close. <laughs> well, TFCon is going to be pretty much a month and a, a handful of days from that point when you're reading this. Um, it's going to be happening on the 16th, 17th, and 18th of July. Uh, the Friday is an awesome social day where you're forced to interact with other TFCon fans and break the ice, which will then be a chain reaction to all the fun that will happen the other two days afterwards. We have guests, we have panels, we have exclusives, we have customization class, we have a deal room with over 85 deal room tables of Transformer toys. It's in Canadian dollars, so if you Americans cross the border, make sure to bring your passport, but if you cross the border, you're paying great money for cheap G1 Transformers, and hey, that's always good to hear. You know, we have great prices. Um, so far, we've announced David Kay as one of our guests, along with uh, Mark Ryan, the legendary Bumblebee from the animated movie, the video game. He was also Hoist in the PSP Transformer movie game. He was Jetfire in Revenge of the Fallen. We're going to have the Camaro, hopefully, is going to be coming down soon, although that's still um, up in the air. There, we have our exclusive Nightbird, which is a remold of the legendary RC um, Impossible Toys toy. It's going to have extras in it. It's going to have a comic book to flesh out the character more and why she has this new body drawn by the IDW staff. We have tons and tons of stuff. Like I can't even fill it all in this little blurb. But it's just come on down. If you want more information, go to tfcon.ca. A lot of Americans are coming down. Derek Wyatt comes down for free. We don't pay Derek Wyatt to come. He comes down under his own fruition. That's how great the convention is. Derek Wyatt isn't going to BotCon this year, but he's going to TFCon. So <laughs> that says something. He's not he he's not willing to fly within his own country to go to a to BotCon, but he's willing to fly to Canada to come to TFCon because he had such a great time. You know who you guys BotCon, need to get? Who do we need to get? Stan Bush. You know what? We're going to see Stan Bush at BotCon when I go. I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll try to get him a live. Well, you know, we'll tell him we'll, we'll buy him soup, and he'll give us a live screening or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll buy you a warm meal, Stan. We know t- times are tough. No, I love Stan Bush. I can't. No, Stan. Him. Stan's awesome. I've I, I've talked to the guy multiple times, but we're that, that that's a whole other topic. So yeah, TFCon, July 16th to the 18th, 2010. Uh, Nightbird, David K, Mark Ryan. Probably more that they're not willing to tell us oh, yet. More, yeah, like we're we're going to announce more uh, botcon. We're gonna we're gonna have two tables there with tons of stuff that we're going to be revealing. Uh, we have a good relationship with Brian Savage, and um, and so he lets us pimp as much stuff as possible without with within legal limits. Um, but yeah, be sure to check it out tfcon.ca. And if you want to, uh, if you're having problems finding hotel room buddies or anything, go to cybertron.ca, and we have a message board where. You're, you could find roommates or whatever if you, if you want to make your your trip you know your trip your trip as cheap as possible. Very cool, and we will see you in August.
I love you. Shut up, bitch. I'm not done. Ooh. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Let's move on, shall we?